Welcome to the Connect Raleigh podcast, where you hear the stories, the people, and the places that make Raleigh, North Carolina the best place to live. As one of the most connected people in town, real estate and networking expert Chuck Belden leverages his connections to introduce you to all the reasons why Raleigh is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. If you've lived in Raleigh for years or are thinking of moving here, this podcast is for you. It's local, it's authentic, and it's time to connect you with your host, Chuck Belden. What is happening? Connect Raleigh. I'm so happy you are back. I'm so happy I'm back. It's been it's been a minute. It is January 21st and I'm about to bring you a conversation I had with two really amazing people that have become good friends, really great supporters of this community and are doing big things in Raleigh. But we we had this conversation a couple months ago. And I got to apologize. Uh, I, I intentionally took some time away from the podcast just to uh, to regroup, make sure it was going the direction that I wanted it to go in. That you know the vision I had for it, but also with with work, with work, I had to pause doing everything else because it has just been absolutely incredible these last couple months in real estate in the triangle. It seems that my team and I are helping new buyers every single week that are wanting to move to Raleigh. Um, you know, there's, they're reading about it. They're hearing about it nationally, how it's the place to be. One of the top strongest markets in the country predicted to be this way for a long, long time to come. And I'm grateful that the podcast is reaching so many people all across the country and that uh, they're wanting to learn more about this great area. And it's a great time to sell. So we're talking with sellers all the time that are wanting to capitalize on this strong market, uh, capitalize on low interest rates and move up into a bigger home or their dream home or right size, downsize, whatever it is, um, invest in new property. It's just been all the things. So the last couple of months have just been off the hook. And so I paused intentionally with bringing you new episodes for a little while, was still recording them but just paused on getting them out there um, because I had to focus on the work. Um, But we're back and I'm excited to bring you this conversation. I'm excited to bring you many more great conversations that have just been uh, in the queue here for a little bit. So, uh, you know, this one here with Craig and Kaz was one of my favorites. It's a longer one. Um, We got into it a bit. We had a lot of fun. I apologize for the sound issues. We had a microphone go out right before the meeting, so we did the best we could with it. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen. I hope you give them a follow. They're really fantastic people. Make sure you check out This Is Raleigh. And uh, yeah, we'll circle back here real soon. And uh, I'm glad you're still here. Let's jump in. Thanks for coming down to our studio. Yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. Baby. Great to be. Yeah. Thanks. I'm super excited that my wife, you know, turned me on to you guys on Instagram, and and here we are today. So let's let's start with tell me a little bit about your background, who you are, and where you're from. Yeah. Sure. So you probably hear now that we're what? from Australia. <laughs> ah, I thought it was something. I, w- I thought it was New York. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Much very southern. southern. Yes. Very southern. <laughs> Yeah, so we're from Australia and kind of fell into when I was 21, I um, started traveling and I moved to London 
I was a teacher and I fell in love with traveling immediately and knew that I didn't want to live any other life that didn't involve travel. So since then have created a lifestyle fully focused on travel, living around the world. And I met Craig um, after I turned from London three years away and he also had done some traveling um, before me and wanted to continue to travel. So it just kind of was natural that we sort of came together. And then three days after we married, we left for what ended up being a five-year honeymoon. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And I mean, we weren't traveling consistently for that five years. We were living, we lived in Bangkok, Dublin and the US. And so we love living in other countries. We love being foreigners because it makes the everyday ordinary extraordinary and you know just fills your days with so much wonder and joy and amazing adventures and so that's kind of our lifestyle and then from there um you could probably pick up and say what <laughs> yeah. happened from there i was going to say can we go back to that five-year honeymoon that was pretty awesome it was awesome <laughs> although we were sitting by a pool for five years we actually it was like a working honeymoon working holiday because um, through the being australian through the uh, Commonwealth countries we could get visas to live and work in like she lived in London for two years and we lived in Dublin for a year and we also taught English in Bangkok for six months but yeah but um, I was just going to say yeah she was a teacher's background uh, when I grew up I played professional sport for six years in Sydney rugby league all right from the age of 18 to 24 it ended a lot sooner than I ever envisioned but of course you know like a physical sport like that you can't play forever did it end because of injury yeah pretty much yeah yeah yeah. had a lot of season ending injuries which slowed me down and um there's there's nowhere to hide if you can't be your best on the field like you know you're not going to hang around for for much longer so yeah that ended when i was 24 and then i got in construction i was working in construction and as caroline said we met when she moved back from london because we grew up in the same town uh one hour north of sydney on the east coast and then yeah just had the same love of travel and um just Went, all our focus went into that um, and f- figuring out a way how to go and live overseas and, and base ourselves and explore. Do you, what, what, what was one of your favorite places to live? Do you share the same answer? We do. Uh, we share a lot of the same answers, which is quite <laughs> funny. But I think living-wise, our favorite, you can verify or not, but Dublin, we, yeah. we just loved. I mean, we love living in Raleigh. There's, it's our permanent home now, so obviously we love it here. But um, yeah, uh, Dublin was just, I mean, we were young, but we didn't have mm. kids and... We had a lot of freedom to just really enjoy the culture that is drinking loads of Guinness. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the Irish culture. I love it. That's it. I love it. Drinkers. The pub. It's the home away from home. Right. Where, um, hail, rain or shine. They're at the pub. Yeah. yeah. But, um, loads of music. And, you know, it, good, it's just good crack. Good crack, crack, as they yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the weather is miserable. Right. And, um, it was just That's like why you're in the pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Caroline said, like that year, like, yeah, pre kids, no, no um, uh, responsibilities, we're earning good money. We just, you know, like work we're hard and play fun. hard. Yeah. And, yeah. and traveled around Ireland and a bit of the UK and stuff like that. And, uh, what's, um, what's, what's something that most people don't understand about traveling like that that's maybe easier than you expected? Or in my mind, I start to think, like, wow, that's got to be an logistically a nightmare and it's really hard to figure out and working from remotely mm-hmm. and the expenses of traveling but I'm guessing because I'm reading the four-hour work week right now yeah. it's probably a lot easier than I, expe- I, I would think yeah I mean for us uh, obviously it was easier for us being Australians because we did have access to the British Commonwealth and visas that although Ireland's not part of that but we it's surprising if you can organize work before you leave you'll find lots of perk 
perks can come in. Like when we taught in Bangkok, I joined a company and that company provided our flights and accommodation for the six months. When I taught over here in the US, that's how we originally came over in 2004, I joined a company that recruited foreign teachers from around the world. And so again, they paid for our flights. They helped us uh, get set up over here with getting um, cars, uh, relocation loan, all of those sort of things. So there are ways that you can do it to make it easier and not so stressful. And we always pretty much would just arrive in the place we were living with just a backpack nice. because you can just i mean mm. you'd go to the sec the thrift stores and we'd get set up that way or you could rent furnished apartments and so there are sort of ways to navigate what seems to be kind of overwhelming and tricky how long would you stay in a place typically uh we were in bangkok for six months yeah. and we did dublin for one year and she did london for two years mm. that was typically the length of the visas yeah we like to do at least a year we find that it takes a good six months to settle into yeah. an area and so you don't want to be settling in and then leaving straight away so two years really is optimal okay um, yeah by the time yeah. you you know find a place to live find jobs you know you know start to get a real feel for the city and what have you meet people and stuff like that like, yeah yeah, even six months goes super quick. Yeah, yeah, I bet, and, yeah. So. yeah. And Bangkok was really chaotic. <laughs> Just the life there is so busy, and Australians we aren't used to that chaos. And it was also so um, polluted, and it wasn't because I had asthma, so it was mm. really quite a struggle. So after the six months, we intended to stay for longer. It was like I don't think this is working. Um, and that's when we travelled around Southeast Asia for about three months backpacking and then went to Ireland. Where yeah. in Australia are you originally from? Uh, one hour north of Sydney. Okay. So a town called Woi Woi on the central coast. Okay. So, have you been so down? I've been to Brisbane okay. and I've been to, I've been to Sydney. My mm -hmm. stay okay. in Sydney was very quick. I was in Brisbane. Actually, come to think of it, both were very quick for the amount of time I spent to get there. I was only yeah. there for two yeah. weeks. Yeah, there you go. I should yeah. have stayed for about two years. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Good yeah, country. and it's our hometown. Yeah. It's like halfway between Sydney and Newcastle. So okay. just one hour north of Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Do you go back? Uh, we haven't for since 2017 when oh. we moved over here permanently. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. And COVID, obviously, at the yeah. moment has yeah. made things. Um, we can't go back. And we've had our family has had visited us since we mm -hmm. came back in 2017. So we didn't really need to go back. Mm -hmm. But once, you know, COVID, if it ever gets finished, <laughs> we'll think about maybe going back yeah. for a visit, yeah. Okay, so what about traveling with kids? So how did that, when did that start? Well, straight away, and I think what really struck us a lot is we returned home after that five-year honeymoon and fell pregnant with our eldest not long after. And the general consensus by everyone was, oh, well, your travels are over now. And I just thought, what, like, what is this? Why is everybody yeah. saying this to us? And why does this have to be true? Why do we have to stop living this life that brings us so much joy? Why can't we involve our children in it? And so we're the type of people, if you tell us we can't do it, we'll say, well, let's... We'll I like you guys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Like, oh, yeah? Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting thought. Thanks for sharing, but watch this space. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like eight weeks after we went to... Um, was it Savannah or Kalara? We went to New Zealand. That, that was... Trip. No, Savannah. She was our second child. Um, we went to New Zealand with her when she was eight weeks old. And our first child, Kalira, we went to Fiji with her when she was six That's months. Right. Yeah. Okay, I get them mixed yeah. up. It's, it's all a bit of a blur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's those rugby injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. 
Exactly. <laughs> but no, like start them young. We say like, you know, as far as flights and, you know, traveling, like train, bus, whatever, yeah. um, road trips, you know. It's um, probably easier yeah. when they're teeny babies, tiny versus when they're five and they've got their own strong opinions. Yeah, yes. yeah I remember like the big long haul flights over to the US here and you have the little bassinet thing. You get that row of seats on the plane and they sit in there and that was great. Yeah. Yeah, our daughter well. loved it. She was but, um, like giving the royal wave to everyone on the plane and she's only like nine months i think when we moved over here with her but yeah yeah, they they don't know any different you just start them young you train Mm. them young and uh we've never really had a problem with our kids on flights or traveling around and we've been doing it it was that one time we're flying out of rdu like a 6 a.m the the morning flight out of RDU and it's quiet and dark and a lot of business troubles and stuff and she did she's screaming and carrying <laughs> like, hey, as soon as you like, it's so funny as soon as you walk on the plane you get that look yeah yep. that glare, you know like don't sit next to me don't sit next to me damn it <laughs> yeah, yeah. like hey hey like, <laughs> yep go easy but then um, yeah she arced up um, on the takeoff and stuff like that and then there might have been one other might have, one other time the ears hurt when you're landing and stuff from the pressure and stuff yeah. like you got to put their um, Pacifier. I was going to say dummy. We call them dummies. A pacifier in their mouth or feed them a bottle, whatever you're doing to calm them down. That's the only two real instances we've had on a plane. Otherwise, it was fine. Yeah. They're really um, great. Really great travelers. I was just thinking (laughs) about flights. I was thinking about my flight to Australia. And when I went, this was 2002, I think, somewhere around there. And I was single and young. and, And I left. I was living in Colorado at the time. So I flew from Denver to L.A. My flight was from LA to Sydney, and I think, uh, and um, I got drunk in the airport yeah. to make the flight a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Got on the plane, passed out, woke up like seven hours later, got drunk again, <laughs> went back to sleep, and woke up in Sydney. I was like, oh, this wasn't too bad. flying Yeah, I should write a book about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that any longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah, headaches so, are not. No, no, traveling with two hangovers on an airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, traveling with kids like it's become our motto. Like travel doesn't have to stop once you have children. And uh, like as we say, like parenting is tough. Period at home. Like whether it's a weekend after school, you know, we're always dealing with stuff. So we might as well be on the road. You know, creating memories and stuff. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So then, what led to deciding to settle in one place? I mean, what led to Raleigh? Well, gosh, that's quite quite the long story. But mm. when we first came over here on that teaching program in 2004, this was before we had kids, both of us just felt an instant connection to Raleigh. It was a very strange feeling because we had spent so many years as nomads, wandering, not really feeling like we ever belonged anywhere and not even actually recognising that we felt that way. It wasn't until we arrived here that suddenly we both had this feeling of we've arrived home. And that was a feeling we never experienced before. We didn't even know we were missing it. And that feeling, I know probably Craig would say the same, it's never left me, never. So it was from that moment we arrived, it was like, well, we don't really have an option. We have to find a way to live here because it's our home. It's where we feel like we belong. And so that started that journey in 2004. And our only option for living here was for me to be on the teaching visa. And we did that for two years and and teaching here was tough. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. So we went back to Australia and that's when we had our eldest daughter. And as we were back there, both of us fell into like quite a funk. We just didn't feel like we belonged and we were so unhappy and we just knew we wanted to come back here. And so Craig will probably talk about the real estate issue that we we ended up diving into, but 
we, we just started straight away looking for ways that we could create our own business or something that would help us to get back over here. But at that time, the only option was the teaching. So I decided we'll go back to the teaching. And we moved back over here when my eldest was um, nine months, when our eldest was nine uh, months. Nine months old. Oh, Tim. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 10 months old. And then yeah. Craig I was can say kind of half, pick up the. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, get, I'll, get some, I'll, get, I'll get some facts on that right yeah. now. Yeah. This podcast is not about facts. So don't worry about it. Saying <laughs> fact checking. No fact checking. What, a lot, a lot's zero. Going on. Zero <laughs> fact checking. So we what? Can just make stuff up. Cool. Yeah, totally. You say anything you want. No, I, I would just be intrigued. I'm in. What, what, was, what was so difficult about the teaching? You said that it was just so hard. It was. Um, had to teach for the test. It was really different. It was very different to what I was used to teaching in other countries. When I came over here, I was quite shocked by how much it was all about the standardized testing, the pressure for teaching to this test and the no child left behind. And I had a class where I was fifth grade and the average reading age of my students were third grade, some first grade. They didn't know times tables or anything basic like that. And so I was struggling to be a teacher and to help prepare them for life by teaching them these vital skills, but being told, don't worry about it, we have to get them to pass a test. Yeah. They can just use yeah. a calculator. It's messed up. And so it was like, I, in, in the end, I was like, I can't cope with this. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm not serving properly and I'm, I feel like I was damaging kids more. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. the, the big summer break, like the 10-week summer vacation where they don't retain anything. Yeah. Right. Kind of yeah. Just, yeah. Like, and it's hard enough to bring them up to speed, and then they're gone for 10 weeks. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, That's why when we right. first, when my daughter first started school, we chose a year-round school mm-hmm. because I'd read a study. Maybe it was Malcolm, do you know Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. author? I yep. believe he wrote in one of his books about a study done with how, how much kids lose mm-hmm. during that summer off versus mm. retain in a year-round program yeah. and, it, and it just stuck with me and so that was one of the deciding factors when we chose a year-round program in the beginning yeah year-round. and we do year-round in Australia actually all the um, like England was the same and Ireland was the same year-round and we our daughters actually now now go to a year-round school yeah. I think it's better uh, for us uh, our family lifestyle it's better for their educational value and mm-hmm. to have those more frequent yeah. breaks is better mm-hmm. for the, the kids throughout the year yeah 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 and having a travel business works for us as well so we can travel when you know in some off periods when everyone's not on vacation time and things are booked up more expensive yeah like we just more had flexible. three yeah. week break they'll just track out yeah. for three weeks and yeah. so we went to the beaches in north carolina it was fantastic there's no one around it's cheaper the mm-hmm. water's still warm the yeah. weather's hot yeah. it was Good like time to go. great yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah plus that 10 weeks off if you're two working parents and you got two kids like summer camps and stuff are expensive that's like, right. how do you entertain them occupy them for 10 weeks yeah like, that's it's going to be difficult. <laughs> it's very okay. <laughs> but we did like it before we had kids because oh. I, I had <laughs> the ten-week awesome. summer break, like, so okay. we did a lot of road tripping. Awesome. Funny how that changes uh, yeah. a little bit. Shifts right? in perspective. Yeah, yeah. we did a, a, totally. a, a month um, camping around Florida, which don't do that. Don't ever Not go in the summertime. camping in Florida for a month in the middle of summer. Okay, I think we actually stayed in our tent for two nights out of thirty because of just it know, was just too hot. It was too hot, and we got flooded out every night from the. Tropical storm. Yeah. <laughs> every time I go camping, it rains and I think I yeah. get flooded out. It's just yeah. the one thing that yeah. happens yeah. to me every time I go. I just count on it. Yeah. But um, no, we'd, we'd never heard of Raleigh because we're living in Dublin, Ireland at the time when she um, discovered the teaching opportunity through the, the teacher's magazine. We were just mm-hmm. flicking through it one day. 
um, and the company based in Chapel Hill. You can you can talk more about that if you want. Yeah, um, I mean they're actually... called they were called VIF at the time. They're now called Participate, and they still operate. And yeah, I randomly found this tiny ad because we Craig in particular really wanted to come live in the US. Um, but there were there was no real options for Australians to come and work here, and so I found that, and I was like, oh my gosh, Craig, look, this could be an opportunity for us to actually live in the US, and so we went through the process of applying, which stretched across four continents. <laughs> <This is> and crazy. <laughs> it was like crazy. How, how so? Uh, well, because we're living in a, a flat in Dublin, like it was a communal building, like it's probably. 12 flats within the building and there was this one community phone in the uh, in the foyer area like we didn't did we have mobile phones back then no there was remember. no yeah. like this is you know then. like <laughs> like of digital stuff yeah yeah so she had a, a phone call the first initial phone call on that phone and then we left Ireland and were travelling through Africa for five months and you had a in person interview in Cape Town South Africa and then another interview in Sydney and then meanwhile you were chasing up references and past work histories from all your previous police jobs yeah. all over the world police grievances like you know on the internet was you know not what it is that's now. right it was so, african internet so that was, in 2002 then i remember like <laughs> yeah i had my because uh, i actually taught in bangkok as well i remember we have our lunch break and for 30 minutes it'd take 30 minutes to open up my inbox just to get oh, yeah. an email. That's <laughs> right. Like, like, okay, lunch is over. the days. It was like, <laughs> yeah. now it's just like instant. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was fun. Yeah. So and we made it happen. We did. And, it, you know, if you really want something to happen, you go through whatever's required of That's you right. to make it happen. And uh, thankfully got the position. And then they're based in Chapel Hill. So many of their jobs uh, for teachers are, are placed in schools in North Carolina. So I was randomly placed uh, at South Smithfield Elementary in Johnson County. And so we, we came over here and uh, figured out pretty much straight away that we didn't want to live down there, that we'd live in Raleigh because we knew the weekends we'd want to be out mm. where things are to do and stuff. So we lived in Raleigh and I just commuted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Against the traffic. So yeah. it was fine. It was great. I mean, yeah. Raleigh's grown a ton since then, obviously. But Yeah. yeah so what, what year was that? That was 2004. Okay. So we did yeah. the two years and then we came back in 2008. Okay. So um, why come back in 2008? I, like, I think that's the... the I mean, this is all fascinating, mm-hmm. but when, with a travel business and living abroad and traveling anywhere you want to go, um, and I know you said you felt a connection here. You felt, yeah. it felt like home. Like, can, tell me more about that. Like, can, you can go anywhere in the world, yes. and you come back to Raleigh. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't have yep. the travel business to 2010. Okay. Yeah, okay. we um, So 2008, we come back for a second stint of teaching. We just wanted to come and live over here again. Plus, we, we had a, an investment property. Um, we can fill you in on that later. As the story evolves, oh, okay, this will be a good one. Yeah, we, we, yeah, plus, we're thinking we wanted to live here, but I would have. We thought it was going to be easier to manage that if we we're here in person yeah. as well, because we had some, you know, awful struggles with that side of things. But, okay, um, but yeah, we just really missed the US. I mean, we we're living in an awesome place in Australia on the beach, and um, like it's just hard to explain like to everybody. Like we still don't understand it sometimes, but yeah, Raleigh just got under our skin. Yeah, like it's a very livable place. Um, you know, just so many things about it ticked all our boxes. Um, it you know, just has a wonderful atmosphere, I yeah. think. Like, I feel like everyone who lives in Raleigh is happy. Like, 
I mean, I mean that's, you know, utopian. We know everyone's really not, but just the general vibe of this place. Yeah. It, it feels so upbeat and so, like, moving forward mm. and yeah. just vibrant. I've never really come across a place that has an energy like this yeah. before. That's it's, a good way to put it. Yeah. It's very supporting and creative community. I and, like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, people generally want to be here. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of people obviously live in New York and LA, maybe for opportunities or what have you. They want to be in the film industry or whatever, but... A lot of people live here because they want to live here. Mm. And, that's and that's a big part. Create, mm-hmm. create their own lifestyle. But yeah, it's just, um, you know, like flying into RDU, like flying into, it's like you're literally flying into a city within a forest. Mm-hmm. It's like like the trees and the greenery blew us away. And close to the, you're close to the beach, close to the mountains, good central east coast. Which one are you? Are you beach or mountain? Ah. Uh, if you I had mean, to pick we, one. We grew up on the beach, so, you know, always gravitate towards okay. that. And just going back there last week, it was, like, yeah. so nice to see the sunrise and jump in the ocean and taste salt water. And yeah. Same for you. Walk. But You know, I was always beach. I think I'm moving more mountains or forests. Mm. Like, lake, forests around the lake, yes, I think, is me. more yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say, that's like, yeah. we yeah. grew up, both grew up by the beach. We could bike, a, bike ride to the beach, but... Um, we've really come to love lake life. Like, just being around water is good. But yeah. lakes, different energy, you know, like particularly the kids it seems more safer yeah. like you're not it's dealing no with sharks. No, no sharks. sharks no sharks and uh, <laughs> number and, one and, and, and no, no, no crocodiles no crocodiles <laughs> no saltwater crocs here apparently that's right um, no riptides no big waves <laughs> and stuff you. it's just relaxing peaceful we love paddle boarding and kayaking and, yeah. and tubing and stuff yeah. like that so yeah. lake life that's is fun. good and one of the best dates my wife and I had this year was we went up to Falls Lake and we rented mm-hmm. um, some paddle boards mm-hmm. and took a picnic dinner and the two nice. of us went up there and just sat in the woods kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah. had a picnic dinner had a bottle of wine and then went paddle boarding just the two of us it was the best perfect yeah, yeah. oh yeah yep. it's awesome like so nice. sitting around so a like fire pit um, you know like the pine trees and the oak trees here in the city and yeah nature like it, it's very grounding it's, yeah it's good time it, out peaceful those are all good points you know it's, it's hard for me too to put a like a, a finger on exactly what it is that I, I love about here, but it's all those things. You know, mm. I think the supportive community is a big one. Mm. I've never been a place that has so many entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. supportive entrepreneurs yes. in there. Like everybody yep. wants to see everybody else win. I don't yeah. really see yeah. people, at least in the, the circle I'm in, I don't see people really out to get each other. It's no. always like, what can I do for you? How can yep. I help you? And I love that part. And maybe, maybe that's the people I've surrounded myself by, or maybe that's the city. I'm not quite sure. But I think it's, there's an energy here. Mm-hmm. It's just that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it is like, we know not everybody's happy, but mm-hmm. there is definitely an energy here that wasn't like Baltimore when I lived in Baltimore. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, nothing, I, I, can, I can appreciate Baltimore a lot more now that I've, I'm mm-hmm. not living there. But when I lived there, I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I yep. lived in Colorado for eight years before that. And mm-hmm. that was beautiful and I loved it. And I <laughs> dream about Colorado every day. Yeah, sure. But Raleigh felt like a kind of a mix. You know, yeah. I had the mountains here. I had all the trees i had the the clean air mm-hmm. and it wasn't as busy and as chaotic as baltimore was yeah, so yeah. it was kind of a mix for me yeah yeah, yeah. All the greenway trails and like the food scenes improved like the craft beer scene yeah that's a big um, one as a sports guy i love the college sport scene as well so any any uh, uh any pickup rugby going on around here that you uh, get into the, no, no. <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> there are but, AFL teams. There's a, there's a yeah. AFL Australian team, football um, Australian Football League. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I don't um, I mean, I'm familiar with Australian football, but I didn't know there was yeah, a team. The yeah, the NC Tigers. We've got a, another Aussie guy who lives here. He used to play. You know, he, uh, like umpires and stuff like that. Oh. Um, yeah, the NC Tigers, they play uh, teams from other states and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure there's a rugby team through the colleges and stuff like that. I think there is too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And cricket is a cricket. Team apparently got all the things. I Look know. at us! Oh my gosh! This place, yeah, Morris, got it all. Morris yeah. the cricket, the home of cricket, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there the home? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Man. You might be right. Yeah, there yeah. is. There's a field. Yeah. They had a, some tournament out there like last weekend. I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the name of it escapes me, but yeah. Okay. We'll get back to the good stuff in just a second, but for now, let's thank the cool people that make this whole thing work. The Connect Raleigh podcast is supported by Attended Events, a decidedly different full-service corporate event management and production company in the heart of downtown Raleigh, specializing in virtual events, conferences, award galas, and employee events of all kinds. Attended Events puts event management and production under one roof to create seamless events with the goals of delivering exceptional experiences for their clients and doing whatever it takes to make their clients look good. If you or someone you know is looking for a partner to bring their events to the next level, look no further. Find out more at attendedevents.com. And we're back with Connect Raleigh. So let's talk about the travel business. Mm -hmm. So when did that start? That started in 2010. We were living here at that stage. And... um, we fell into it because we had had the disaster with real estate investing over here. Was this tied into the recession? Yes. Kind of thing? Okay. The GFC. Yeah. So when we moved back to Australia in 2006, when we had our first daughter, and we went into that depression, we really wanted to come back here. So one of the ways we thought we could get back here was investing in real estate. So we actually flew over when I was pregnant with Kalira and we ended up investing in a four unit property in Raleigh. Long story short, that ended up being a complete disaster. Um, We invested obviously at the wrong time, it was the GFC. We were like the people on the movie, The Short. We were given the loans we shouldn't have been given. I was one of those. Yeah. I had one of those, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh my gosh, 2005, my Baltimore, yep. Yeah. Okay. I can this is great, I'm so glad they made a movie about it. I had a lender, <laughs> I had a lender and I sat down with him and I knew the guy, he was a friend yeah. of a friend. And he goes, um, he goes so uh, how much money did you make last year? And I, whatever the number said, I can't remember what it was. I was like, 70,000. He goes, nope, and shook his head. And I go, 80,000. He goes, nope. I go, 110,000. He goes, yep. Oh, wow. And there's my loan. Oh, my God. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 100% financing. Fi- like 105% now. financing. Yeah. Like, not even Just tell me what you mean. Yeah. yeah. How much you need. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Always it's, remember it's all that. relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's all relevant. And we, we couldn't get like a 100% loan because we were foreign, but we had property, an investment property that we had been successful with in Australia. We bought at the right time there that we owned free and clear. So we got uh, some of the equity out of that and we had to put quite a large down payment uh, on the property here. But it just... We rarely got even rent out of it. It was in a really bad area. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong. We had it, it was overtaken by gangs. We had police stakeouts um, organized in our property oh, wow. by the police to try and control wow, the gang that was activity. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great control. Some of the highlights of our time in Yeah, goodness. but like, um, as you said, we, uh, yeah, we had the property free and clear in Australia, so it took out a lot of credit. And, um, 
you can't get, it was very difficult to get cash flow prop, positive property in Australia. And then we knew like Raleigh was an up and coming market. We also went to San Antonio and Texas through some other contacts and looked at some property there. Almost bought a place. Luckily, we didn't. It would have been Maybe really better. <laughs> Maybe We're better. very close. But, but yeah, we, uh, we come over here and um, yeah, we, we just saw the numbers. Like fully occupied, it would have been like uh, several hundred dollars a month cash flow. And we wanted to replace our incomes because we've never been really job people. We wanted to work for ourselves. So we thought, you know, if we get, you know, several of these properties, yep. um, it all add up and we could be on our way to building our real estate empire. That's right. But um, yeah, as you said, like, you know, not once. I don't think it was fully occupied. The four units we had, you know, maintenance issues. You know, you know tenants not paying, and just you know, it's like the the, yeah. yeah, the drug issue, the gang issue, and it was just, and we and we ended up having to feed it through our credit back home. Like it was like a leaky bucket, just oh, wow. kept dripping, and like we can't keep feeding this thing, and uh, yeah, and then um, you know we looked at ways to sell it like all the uh, creative ways like lease options seller financing we went talked to the city to see if it was in a particular part of the city where they could buy it and, and you know develop or whatever but yeah no we, we, could, we couldn't it. give it away yeah. basically and it was like at the end of the day i just had to call up wachovia who had the loan and um, remember them like that's yeah, yeah that's how bad the real estate was yeah they don't even exist anymore take it it's yours now <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i said uh, we're walking away the keys are in the door um we're done and uh the only positive thing that was only under Caroline's name, so it was only on her credit yeah. history, that was one shining light. But if other you than that... You could say positive, but yeah. we did. We yeah. ended up losing our investment property in Australia uh, because of it. And then we ended up, we had like $30,000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. And so this dream of ours um, was like eliminated. It was so far away. And then we couldn't even travel anymore, which was really sustained our joy. And it was, um, I remember one night we were at a friend's Christmas party and uh, we were going through all of this and I just turned to Craig and I said, I just feel like we've completely wasted all those years of travel and all the lessons that we've learned. We've, ne- we've not done anything with it. And this is our legacy. Like that's what was hitting me. It was like, this is the legacy that we're gonna leave behind after we've done all of this with our life. And that was like, a weird kind of turning point for me which I, I can't even really explain it but it was not it was like a week or so after that I thought I'm going to write a book about travel to help other people travel and so I started I just felt like joy come back to me about travel because I was writing about it and sharing it and I think that's the key mm. is our, our experiences in life they're not just here for us they're for us to share and we were missing that part so I started sharing, I was doing some research, well, how am I going to sell a book? And I came across travel blogs and that was in 2010. And so it was like, I, I phoned Craig and I was like, oh, I think I found what we can do. Like, I think I can, I found what can help us, even though we had no idea about blogging. No one was even making money in travel blogging back then. But it was like, I think we can do this. People are writing about our lives that we've had for the last 10 years. I know that we can do the same. And one of the key differences was through real estate and trading stocks, um, trading options on the stock market. And we did some MLM type company things like we were chasing money. Like yeah. we weren't passionate about it or like believed in the product or Mm-mm. had the natural aptitudes for it and stuff like that. It's like you're telling my story. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, we finally found travel. It was like, you know, we live and breathe travel and 
this is know, who we, we just, are. Yeah, it's we what we know. It's we what know we how love. to create and yeah. help people and offer tips and advice and, and show them. That comes easy, naturally to us. And then the, the money finds you mm-hmm. like with the right energy. But before we were just like, you know, chasing it, chasing it, mm-hmm. just pushing yeah. away, pushing away. You had to make go through hell to figure decisions. it all out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We like, did, yeah. Yeah, we had some, I don't remember what party you were talking about then, but we had some. John and Leanne's uh, Christmas party. Okay, we had some tough conversations. There yeah. some tough moments, mm-hmm. a lot of tears and reality checks and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, sure it must have been terribly hard like, to go through. I yeah, do. I remember like before we, you know, I remember getting a phone call from her like, because you know when the bills are coming in, you ignore, if you keep ignoring them, the credit card payments and stuff, apparently they'll just disappear. But, That's like, what I thought for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what that student that loan I had never yeah. went away. It never went away. Right. Right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> If I just change my address, they won't be able to find me and send me that bill. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah, now I know. But, uh, yeah, I remember like that phone call she made, and she's like, she said, you know, like, and, and literally just looked at the numbers and was like, wow, oh my god, like we're in serious trouble. And I just break down and cried. I remember I had my daughter in my arms and was like, yeah, what, what are we gonna do? I don't know what we're gonna do. Like, how are we gonna pay our bills, feed our kids? Yeah, so we ended up. Um, you know, having to move back to Australia with our tail between our legs, um, lived with my parents for three years and, uh, yeah, moved back there in our thirties with a young kid, no jobs, no savings, um, heavily in credit card debt, just like, yeah, no, like just, yeah, emotionally and physically drained. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do we do now? Like, it was scary. That yeah. we, we had the blog, so it was like, okay, this is it. Our back's against the wall. Like, we got no choice but to make this work, even mm. though we had no idea what we are doing. And so we did that. Craig went back working construction with a friend, and I was doing substitute teaching at home while we built this blog on the mm-hmm. side. And then I fell pregnant with our second daughter, and so once she was born, I stopped the teaching and went full on into the, the travel blog. And we had been doing it for, I think, two years uh, maybe three and two and we started to see then that oh okay this is starting we're starting to make money I think we can do this I think we can make something of it and it was at that stage where we kind of spoke to each other it's like we're not really walking our talk like we're talking about travel and we're doing like trips here and there but we're not making it our complete life and so it was like okay let's travel around Australia let's make this you know the real story of our lives let's let's do it um and take the kids and we'll share that journey as we travel and that was the huge turning point for us because our community really got behind us on that adventure and we started off we didn't really have a lot of money at the time we didn't own anything um and we left in a tent so we lived in a tent for three months. Wow. We had a six and a two-year-old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My goodness. We're hustling, was, man. We're hustling. Yeah. We were like, we're going to make this work. And that's how we started. And it wasn't until three months in, we're like, okay, this is not working anymore. We need a change. And at that stage, we were in the position where we could get a loan to get a smaller um, travel trailer, a pop-up one which we got and we ended up being on the road traveling around Australia for 18 months. Yeah, so when she says you're in a tent, we're not like out in the wilderness, in the woods or what have you, but we're staying in like RV parks. Yeah. It's like pitch a tent in an RV park yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so we did have power and all that sort of things. But, but it was crazy. Like I remember we're trying to, you know, work and do our blogging at nighttime and trying to put the kids, put the kids to sleep in the tent and we had to go and sit in the car and like drive it like 20 or 30 foot over to the power pole 
and plug in. We're sitting in the car working, trying to keep an ear out for the kids if they're crying or waking up. Oh, like, this goodness. is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got mosquitoes and stuff like that. I was like, oh, what are we doing? Like, who does this? <laughs> I love it. I can relate so much to everything you're saying. I think but, uh, the three of us get, a, get my wife in yeah, sometime yeah. and continue yeah. these conversations. Yeah. But about so, three, three years ago, 2008, 2018 rather, we were um, – we, our business that we had opened together that kind of took my energy away from So I started in real estate in 2008, did it exclusively for four or five years. Then she and I started an MLM business together. And within our first year, it, it replaced her income as a mm-hmm. uh, mental health therapist. She had a private mm-hmm. practice. In the second year, it had almost replaced my income doing real estate. I was like, well, this is way more fun. And yeah. the upside <laughs> is way bigger and less work. And we can travel and do these other things. Um, not maybe not less work, but less time. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped doing real estate and we started putting all of our energy into this other business. And then in 2018, so we did that for five years. Mm. It's the only thing we did in 2018. It just gone, wow. it went away and all overnight, like literally overnight, our entire income was gone. Oh We've got gosh. two small kids, mortgage payment and everything. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea what to do. We were behind mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, we were panicking. We were having those exact same conversations and, after some soul searching, we decided what we were going to do is we were selling it all and we were going to get into an RV and we were going to go travel and figure it out on the road, but not really know what that yeah. looked like. But we just knew mm-hmm. what we thought we had to get rid of all of our bills. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we put the house on the market. We sold off of all our stuff. And two weeks to the house with the house being on the market and having a number of showings, uh, we changed our mind. Oh, <laughs> we got scared. I don't know what it was. Came to our senses. Yeah. Changed our mind. Yeah. Kept the house. I'm glad we did. Uh-huh. And then figured it out from there. But we've been down on the bottom. We've been yeah. there too. Yeah. And yeah. it is it's it's an awful place to uh-huh. be. But I also think that sometimes, like God, the universe, source, whatever you, label you put on it, will tap us on the shoulder every so often until it's time to hit us over the head with something. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's time to start listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I needed to get hit over the head. Yeah. I've always been the person that needed to get hit over the head. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, like, we were hit. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So when we I moved back to Australia that. and those dark, dark, scary moments of, you know, um, not having anything or not knowing what our future holds. Like, oh, I remember just saying like, like we're breathing, we're still in our thirties because you hear horrible stories from that subprime, like yeah. people in their seventies mm. and eighties losing absolutely everything from those hedge funds going under and stuff like that. It's like, we've got time to recover. That's one thing that kept me going. We've got time to nice. recover and we're breathing. We can do this. We, we can turn this around. But, um, but yeah, just, Going back to the blog, like when she first rang me up and said, We're gonna do this blog thing, I'm like, What's a blog? Yeah, right. No idea what the blog's at. Start over. <laughs> yeah. What's that? yeah, yeah. So and, uh, and we had like no back like she doesn't any journalism background, we got no marketing background or not like professional photographies or anything. I mean what like, we traveled and took photos, but mm-hmm. just to share with, you know, friends and family right. and stuff. But yeah, so we we started from scratch, like build our own websites which were horrible ugly yeah, and just terrible. non-functioning <laughs> um but yeah and just just learn on the fly just hustled like she was teaching full-time i was working at rdu with um delta and um yeah we'd get home from work and just work till like midnight or 2 a.m for the first six months just hustling yeah. creating content like networking um and i was back in the days before like there was no instagram or Twitter or Pinterest was just Facebook, mm-hmm. I believe. So we, we worked Facebook really hard and, and the blog content and um, it's just grown. Yeah. There. 
And now, is it, is it, does it still look the same now that you're living here full time? Are you getting out and still doing the travel blog? Because you do mm-hmm. a lot with This Is Raleigh. Yeah. And so, yeah. Are, they, are they the same or different, or what are those? They, they are different. So, um, so where the story goes with the travel blog, so we did the, the travel around Australia for 18 months, and then we stopped in Queensland for 18 months. Um, and we were figuring out what we were going to do next. Our goal was still to come back here in the US and live permanently. And we had no option, as I said, it was only the teaching visa. The only other option was to invest a million dollars in a US business and employ 10 people. So that was off the table, we couldn't do that. Then the other option was to win the green card lottery. So we entered that every year because you never know. And so we're in Queensland living, figuring out, we loved living in Queensland, so we were doing the blog there, still doing a lot of in and out travel. And we went to the Philippines and Singapore and Thailand and uh, doing travel like that. And then one day we're scrolling through Instagram and someone that we followed, (laughs) she's a a New Zealander, an entrepreneur, um, then starts talking about how she just got a visa to live in the US for three years through her blog and so we're Mm. like wait a minute how did you do this and reached out to her and she put us in contact with her lawyer and so it turns out that we could get an O-1 visa which is the visa for the extraordinary ability in the art of something so it's the visas that celebrities come over yeah Yeah. what are you extraordinary so it's like scientists and celebrities actors all of that they come over on that visa and so we spoke to the lawyer and he said yeah i think i can get you this so we went through it was a nine-month process of applying uh, we had to gather all the documentation from, I think we had been doing the blog for like six years or something at this stage, all the documentation to prove that we were at the top of our field in travel blogging. So all of our radio interviews, TV interviews, print, all of that and gather it together. We had to get letters from people in the industry to say that we were top of the field. So it, all in all, the application was a 500-page document wow. for each of us. Oh, my goodness. I know. So it was... <laughs> Trust me, I, I, uh, I know. I printed it out. I had to print it out. <laughs> oh. When we went to, we had to go to the, the consulate in Sydney for a, um, the last step was a uh, face-to-face interview, and the lawyer's going, "I don't know if you'll need it, but you've come this far. Just print it out and take it, just in case they want to see it." So I literally had a cardboard box. It was like carrying bricks, yeah. walking around Sydney carrying like a thousand sheets of paper. You didn't consider and, Canada at this point? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like US really isn't that great. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, but, and then, of course, they didn't even look at one page. They didn't look at it? <laughs> like, are you sure you don't want to look like, at it? You're looking look at, at this. At it. <laughs> this is a weekend reading for you. Oh, my but goodness. No. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun process. But um, but it's so funny. Like, yeah, we had the always had the desire to move back to um, the US and like she said, just scrolling through. I was just, I was just randomly scrolling the feed of Instagram. Was, I remember it was a, a photo of a, a sailboat because she lives in Wellington, New Zealand. On the suitcase entrepreneur, her name is Natalie uh, Sisson or Sisson. And uh, it was just a, yeah, I just normally wouldn't read the captions and the descriptions and stuff and I did and then she just suddenly started talking about this visa. And wow. Like, if I, so if I didn't click on it and Oh, you were engage, supposed to see it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was yeah. like one of those moments. That was when, a tap on the shoulder. I know. I was like, hey, hey, over here, look. Yeah. Like, here's your door or That's the side right. window or come in the chimney or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, here's your, here's your way in. Yeah. So, I just find uh, it so fascinating and this is the way travel has taught me to look at life like with awe and wonder and, and to see these kind of magic events that happen. But 
we so badly wanted to live here that we invested in the real estate that was a disaster and sent us home with our tail between our legs. But it was that disaster that led us to travel blocking, mm -hmm. which is what we love to do. And it was that travel blogging that brought us back here, not just with the three year yeah. O1 visa, but because we had that, we could launch that into a green card. Yeah. So we got the green card last year. That's awesome. And now we're here permanently. Yeah. I love it. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, we, yeah, didn't, like it's, uh, we went the long way. Why didn't you tell me this before when I was going through all the shit? I would have hung on a little bit tighter. I knew it was coming. Next time we want to go on the fast track. Yeah. I'll pay attention better next time. Yeah, you can go to Disney World and Universal and get the fast pass. And yeah. Jump the queue. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're Sign me up for that round. Yeah, I'll take it. No, we had lunch. We met our lawyer in Nashville. He was based in Nashville at the time. And we were just having lunch or dinner with him. And he's just like, you guys. Guys, next time you get interviewed on TV or radio or any traditional media, um, let me know and then we'll apply for the green card. And we're like, what? We can get a green card through this? And it's like, we never knew. And so that started, well, that started another four year process and, you know, a few dollars. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, we eventually got over the line last year. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, I love it. Yeah. One, one positive out of COVID last year, like, the final stage of that was supposed to be a personal interview with U.S. immigration as well, but because of COVID, they weren't holding face-to-face um, -face interviews, so they just forgot that step and gave us the green card. Yeah, so yeah. that was great. Good. I don't think we would have had any problems, but you never know. Yeah. With, with interviews, they can you know throw you a curveball or something and get really go through your stuff, but. Yeah. They, they probably would have wanted a 500 page document <laughs> yeah. in person. Yeah. Yeah. It cost me $120 to bring it yeah. in. <laughs> I could have sent them an invoice for that. Just totally wasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Send them an invoice. <laughs> There's, um, the other crazy thing, I guess, was the White House invitation, if you want to talk about yeah, that. that. Oh, was, yeah. So please. we were invited to the White House. So we were traveling around Australia. What, what and, that? Uh, that was 2014 in December. And we were in the middle of nowhere in Australia and we were out of, uh, out of internet connection camping and we yeah, camping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. We, were, in we were camping western australia western near australia. A, um, a mine site yeah out in the middle western australia is the biggest state in australia um it's huge and there's only like two million people there it's what is it four times the size of the uk oh and wow we, we're out in the middle of nowhere with yeah. barely internet near this mine site yeah and we get back to civilization and there's you know a ton of emails and in capital letters, the subject line, uh, invitation to the White House. And so I said to Craig, oh, my God, look at the spammers, what they're <laughs> sending now, Craig. This is ridiculous. And I opened it up, and it's an invitation to the White House and uh, for some big travel summit that's happening. And by the way, here's a spreadsheet we want you to fill out with your details, including your social security number. Uh -huh. And so we're like... Yeah, of course. Uh, like, that's one of these scams, because we've usually been getting this, like... Um, the lottery one or yeah. such and such has died in you know some country and i need you know you're the last you, remaining yeah. heir and can I'm, you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you're gonna inherit all this i've got 10 million dollars like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need you yeah 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 yeah, your address, your social, your bank account. Yep. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, so we wrote back a smart reply and we oh, just said, really? oh, yeah, good one. Uh, sure, we'd love to come. Can you make sure Obama flies us first class? Like, And then a day or so later, someone else reached out to us who we knew and said, oh, we'd love for you to come and stay with us uh, if you come to the White House Travel Summit. And we went, 
oh, oh crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that real? And oh. she's like, uh, yeah, it's real. And then we explained to her the way they had written the email that made it seem so spammy. And she said, I've had a couple of people say the same thing. But it's legit. So we wrote back and said, um, really sorry about our reply. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we, we started, we'll fly ourselves over. We'll, we'll be there, no problem. <laughs> and we started seeing some of our other blogger friends, some chatter on Twitter and stuff. And I think I looked up her profile on LinkedIn and saw that, yeah, she's legit. She works at the White House administration. And yeah, uh, yeah I think she said like, because they have their internal email servers and stuff like that. Like that was the only way she could do it. It's like your typical copy and paste email blast that's gone out to everybody yeah. and you know hopefully someone will bite and send through their social security number and stuff like that but that's what i thought it was but yeah well how but could yeah. you not but yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh that yeah it was fun so we came over for that it was the first ever it was an initiative by michelle obama to help encourage students to travel abroad because of the educational value yeah. Love it. in that so we attended the summit as a top digital influencer but obviously having that exp- i mean it was amazing to be invited to the white house we're just like these people from small town Australia, like when would we ever get invited yeah. to the White House? How oh. could we say no? But obviously that looked really good on that application for getting the green card. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah, all you needed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were in, um, just get, it was getting towards the end of the year and this was in December, I think it was. So we were, very, we were up in northwestern Australia, which is a, we had to fly out of Perth, which is the most remote city in the world, like so isolated. So we had a, a long drive down to Perth and then we flew from like summertime. One minute we're in on the beach in board shorts, swimming in the ocean. Flew from Perth to Sydney, dropped our kids off with our family and then flew to flew to Raleigh, hired a car and drove up to DC. So that was a, a monster trip. Yeah. yeah. And then almost didn't get in at the gates of the White House because of a technicality. No, look. <laughs> You know, if all else fails, whenever you're traveling wherever, just cry. Just break yeah. down the tears. I usually do. Break down the tears. We've used this strategy a couple of times. Yeah, um, no, because Australians and Americans, we do our dates different, like they're backwards. And so I obviously have on my passport my Australian version of the date, where the day comes first and then the month. And somehow when I was filling out the form, the security form to get in the White House, I had written the american version so it was switched and mine's 8th of october so it's you know difficult to know it could be mm-hmm. either or so when i actually walked through security checkpoint to get into the summit the guy said no nah, you can't come in he's like and he explained to me about the dates and so i explained back to him oh this is a you know an error on my behalf and this is why and he said i'm sorry i can't let you in and then he was not going to budge. And then I naturally just started crying. And I said, you have no idea. I've come all the way from Perth, Western Australia. Do you understand how far away that it is? I've come just for this. And I broke down crying. And then he felt sorry for me. So he got on the phone to sort it out and let me in. Thank goodness. I am going to do start doing that way yeah. more often. I, mean, I already cry a ton, but uh, a little bit more. Oh, what? Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to D.C. next week. I'm going to start falling out there and see what happens. D.C. is a city that lets you openly weep. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get in the White House, that's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, probably not. Uh, like, before that, he's like, man, I'm sorry. This is the White House. I can't help you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, oh man, I couldn't, we couldn't believe it. And it's raining, it's freezing, it's miserable. It's like, oh, we can't believe this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah. Good. 
Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, let's just say it looked look good on the resume when we're applying for our green card. So yeah. yeah, I think that was the long way back because I think you did ask about the travel blogging. If it's the same now, and yes, we've been here now for five years. Yeah. We've been travelling pretty much full time that entire time here, going in and out of Raleigh on road trips. But we did take a nearly 12 month RV trip of the western part of the country just before COVID. Wow. So we got back 2019 <laughs> around October and everything was going so well. Our business was really doing very well, the travel blogging. We had finally gotten back to Raleigh. Finally, we were going to settle down in this place that we loved and had spent so many years trying to get back into. And then COVID came. And obviously, travel blogging is like one of the industries that got hit so hard because of COVID. And so again, we, were, we found ourselves kind of in a similar position to where we were 10 years ago when everything fell apart. And thank, thankfully, because of that experience we had had with our real estate disaster, we, we were able to hold steady through this because we've learned that everything goes through a cycle and things pass and so you're going to have your down moments but it will eventually pass and from that greater things can be born because from that real estate thing the greater thing of our travel blog was born was born and so through that the last 18 months um, it gave us an opportunity to really do a lot of the back-end work from our travel blog that we've never been able to do because we're always traveling full-time and so the work that we can do is pretty minimal and then it was then that we said, let's start a site on Raleigh. Let's use what we know about blogging and social media and all of that to then start sharing what we love about this city and helping other people to connect to it in that way. Mm. Yeah. So now story. we do the both. Yeah. yeah, we always had the intention of having a niche site on Raleigh, but um, COVID gave us the time and yeah. the space to do that. Um, so, yeah, so our, our initial blog, blog.com, which is almost 12 years old, it has a global audience which has become very difficult to manage, purely from like engaging with people like in different time zones and stuff like that sure. and, and meeting up in person. Um, it's obviously very challenging. Yeah. So yeah, the Raleigh site, um, yeah, that's so much easier to build an engaged community as you could imagine and like meet, well, we plan to have meetups um, and we're going to have meetups, but um, yeah, just, you know, local content. If we need some content, we like drive 10 minutes into yeah. downtown versus like, we have to fly, <laughs> you know, for 24 hours yeah. or whatever and go away for two weeks. So, so what is the vision? So you, you mentioned meetups. Like, how does that play into the blog and, and the Instagram and everything you've got going on with This Is Raleigh? Yeah, so obviously we're juggling everything. Like, the blog is our hub, like a website where we have our, all our static content and stuff like that and building our email list and what have you. Um, but, yeah, obviously socially, like, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and stuff like that. And, um just starting to dabble on TikTok, but we'll see how we go there. Yeah. <laughs> my, wife had to, my wife took it off my phone. <laughs> yeah. well, it yeah, is the well, black yeah. hole. Of, oh, uh, I, I can imagine. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm learning how to use TikTok. So yeah, I'd go yeah, on yeah. and do some market research and three oh, hours would go God. by. She's like, I know. you're done. It's like, give me your phone. <laughs> you yeah, needed to cry to get it back. Good one. I should have. Yeah, but no, even even before blogging our, um, our global site, we've always loved meeting people in new cities mm. and new countries. And like even because we used to um, backpack and stay in hostels, we loved sitting around in the communal space and just chatting to other foreigners and other travelers and hearing their stories and their mm. tips and stuff like that. So we love even now, like we want to, we spend so much time online, like on the blog or Instagram or Facebook. We like to you know, get offline and meet, you know, around a beer or a coffee or just meet in person mm. and um, you know 
share stories. Like there's nothing like the one-on-one interaction. Yeah. Um, and just get to know people on a, a deeper level and hear their stories and, you know, just have some fun. Agreed, man. Mm. Um, so, old. yeah, that's a um, – obviously, COVID have been a bit, you know, hesitant with organising in-person meetups. Um, I think we're going to in the very near future. love to hear any suggestions or uh, you've apparently got a lot of experience in doing stuff like that. Excellent. But, um, yeah, like sure. trying to figure out a place and a time and what have you. But, you know, we'll just start small yeah. and grow. Okay. People have reached out already and interested. They want to meet up and stuff That's like that. That's awesome. Which is cool. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people moving in um, from out of state and stuff too. So, we want to help them as much as possible as well because we've, we've moved here three times now. So, right. we know what the process is like. And um, and all the travel advice we have for NC yeah. and Raleigh and stuff like that. So I love it. I love yeah. what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thanks. I'm a fan of the Instagram page for sure. And I've learned. I mean, I've lived here for 14 years, and I've picked mm. up on things just from, <laughs> yeah. from, from being a part of it and following what you guys have been doing. And you know, you 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 seem to go a lot of places everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Highlight a lot of different places. Do yeah. you have any? Any regular places that show up in your daily or weekly life that are your go-to spots for coffee or lunch or mm-hmm. date night or something like that that you want to share with us? Yeah, well, in, in Raleigh, I love Heirloom. Um, they had my favorite coffee in the city, so I regularly, um, when I'm downtown, will duck in okay. to get a coffee for the I haven't been there yet, so now I'm going to have to put it, I'm going to so have to go. Oh, really? so I reckon good. walk there. Yeah, it's yeah. very close, man. I, uh, um, yeah, I have a, a couple go-to spots that usually take up so much of my... If I'm going for something, I'm like, oh, that's where I'm going to go, but I'm going there next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they do great lots. I mean, yeah. we're fussy with our coffee being Australian. Um, like Wait, is coffee a, a big thing in oh, Australia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the best yeah. in the world, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Especially Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne's coffee scene. Um, yeah, they do good coffee down there. Mm-hmm. Also, right. New Zealand is actually, I think New Zealand probably slightly better. Seriously? Um, yeah, mm. great coffee. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Even because, uh, like, Jabala is another favorite place yeah, of mine. Yeah. Um, the founder of Jabala, he goes to a conference in Melbourne, I believe. Um, I don't know if he goes every year, but I remember yeah, chatting to him about it. Like, so, yeah, really? There's good mm-hmm. cred right there. All right. Yeah, um, that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Australia is well known for their coffee. Um, one of our, if you go to DC or New York or LA, there's a coffee uh, coffee company there called Bluestone Lane. We go there all the time for great, great coffees. Australian and coffee. Flat whites. Vegemite okay. toast. Flat whites. Vegemite on toast. toast and, and yeah, you're not going to convince me. Oh, Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, I've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. I cried. Done. <laughs> I cried. I should have brought the jar for the Vegemite challenge. I oh man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you didn't get in my press packet that you were supposed to bring that as a, a gift to the host. <laughs> yeah, you, you get that uh, melted cheese on top. That's the key. Oh, that's what does it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll make yeah. it for you. Yeah, great. Change your world. I know. It's like Guinness. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. You got to grow up with it. Yeah, you but, do. Uh, yeah, it's very salty and yeasty. Obviously, that helps yeah. keep the mosquitoes away. Yeah, there you go. Like, there you great, go. great for camping. Great, great for camping. Perfect. I'll bring it the next time I go camping. Go camping. Vegemite on toast over the fire, and, and you're set. And I won't get bit. Oh, all right. Cool. Cool. What about a night out for the two of you? Do you get many of those? No, uh, not a great deal. We're, we're working on. We're that. starting to work out. Um, White Hill Kitchen and yes. Brewing. Yeah. We love best view in town. Yeah, um, best. Yeah, because yeah. we we have a bit of a history there. We when we're dreaming of living in Raleigh. <laughs> Um, when we were just was teaching and I was working at RDU, we used to go there when it was the old Boylan yeah, Bridge yeah, yeah. pub. Yeah, I used to spend some time there. I mean, there. the view yeah. has yeah. changed a little, but not much, but yeah. it still had that awesome view. Yeah. Um, the beer wasn't so great and the food wasn't very good the service either. was terrible. It was, yeah, terrible, it was just yeah. like, yeah, it was terrible. You know, bit of, you know, beer snacks or pub grub or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But, but we remember sitting there like figuring out, like, we love this city, this view's more. How, how do we 
how do we find a way to live in Raleigh permanently? Yeah. And we'd be there with a friend and he's all like, he used to say, email your congressman or... He did too. He's like, that write a letter. He, he, for years he used to say, write a letter, write a letter, write a letter. <laughs> like a congressman or something like, whatever. How's <laughs> <laughs> that going to work? But um, yeah, so we... Uh, Instead you just got Michelle Obama to get <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Like, Thanks, nah. Michelle. <laughs> no, we yeah. We'll just go to, we'll go to the top. We'll go to the last. I'm not writing this congressman. No time for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, White Hill has fond memories. And now um, Chris and Sarah, who own it, have done a phenomenal job. Like, the food is, like, restaurant quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. The beer is so great. And, and the view, yeah, still the best view. Yeah, the cocktails are awesome, too. Co- great yeah. cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, brunch, lunch, whatever. Um, yeah, we love we love going back there. We we go there for like special occasions now, whether yeah. it's a birthday or an anniversary, yeah. and just have a celebration drink and look out over the city. And it's a great spot. Tavern um, Agora is another one I love to go to. Like I just too. feel like I'm mm. in great in the Greek uh, islands when I'm there. Yeah. And- I just love the vibe there. It's just a fun place. I had lunch there a week or so ago, and I hadn't mm-hmm. had lunch before, but it was great. Yeah. I love I love the up, upstairs patio. Oh, we, so Brooke nice. and I, we took Brooke there, took my wife there for Mother's Day brunch, when, mm-hmm. I think when we just had our first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just perfect May Day setting yep. out there. It was gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so I would get there a lot too. Yeah, yeah, it's a good spot. Uh, we had a nice dinner at um, Crawford and Son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, North Person Street is like when we first moved to Raleigh. I don't know if you used to drive down there. There was yeah, nothing. nothing. There's no Derek, reason to go yeah. to North Person Street. No. Now it's probably our favorite street in the city. Yeah, I've had, I have at least every other person mention the mm-hmm. Oakwood Pizza Box. Also. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like within a couple of hundred feet walk, like you've got yeah the pizza place. You got Pelagic beer, we love Pelagic. beer and bottle, Such um, a community. standard beer oh. and food. Got, got some really good ice cream. Crawford and Son. Mm-hmm. You've got um, oh, yeah, two, uh, two roosters, two yeah, roosters Yellow Dog Bakery, and uh, the City Farm there is fantastic. City Farms, cool yeah. spot, yeah. And what that, that out of the bar near Crawford and Sons, we went to for a drink. Oh, oh, it's a great bar. It's one of the best bars in Raleigh. Really. I can't remember. Live, it's escaped me. Um, so the one right across w. the street. No, um, it's on. It's near the pizza it's near place. Near the pizza box place. It's near the pizza it's right place. Right next door to there, actually. Oh, Jolie, oh, you'll have not to put Jolie. In. No, it's in between Jolie and the pizza place. It starts oh, with a oh, dummy. I can't even look I on think. my phone. It's turned off. But yeah, we'll, let's gonna... put in the show notes. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a great bar. Okay. Um, yeah, check that out. But yeah, North Person Street. Like it's come away, come a long way, and uh, yeah, we like to hang out there. Uh, what else do we like to do? Um, Nature, like Lake, Lake Johnson. Yeah. We lived on Lake Johnson for four years in two different apartment complexes, and so we love doing that. I've three, run that loop so many times. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, a, like a dollar for every time we've done it. Yeah. William and Company. Oh, William yeah, and company. okay. Sure, William sure, sure. I haven't been there either. Yeah, yeah go right. check that out. I've got a whole week's worth of places to go just mm. from our conversation yeah, today. Yeah. Oh, and the Person Street Bar as well. Like, there's so many things just mm. in that area. It's, it's, a, it's a good little... Plus, we love um, Oakwood, that whole Oakwood Mordecai community. Yeah, it's just like a beautiful walk area. And bike and drive around there. Um, yeah, it is. We can see cool. ourselves living there one day. I love hopefully. it. All right, so I got one last question for you. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you guys are experts, okay? So you should have mm-hmm. a really good answer, no pressure. Oh my gosh, <laughs> but um, somebody's coming to Raleigh for 72 hours. They're thinking about moving here. They've heard this conversation. They're like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. They've got just a weekend. Mm-hmm. What are some must-dos or must-sees while they're here for a weekend? I think Lake Johnson, for sure, to get that natural, because uh, there's so many lakes in this city. I think that's just a beautiful area to go to. There's mm-hmm. a lot you can do, either walking or paddle, paddle boarding. So mm-hmm. that's one. Uh, Umstead State Park, yep. again, for a nature experience. Mm-hmm. Like, to have an awesome state park, literally 15 minutes from downtown, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, get out to Umstead. Sunset at Dorothy Dix Park. Ah. Sunset Worth Picnic. getting, because you get the beautiful skyline views, and it's 
it's beautiful. It sounds. We like. went to the hot air balloon show there a couple weeks ago. Oh, I saw uh, books, um, pictures for that. So on Instagram. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, gorgeous. Sorry, yeah. this is your time. Didn't yeah, you no, steal that? no, that's good. That's yeah. a good, good the balloon fest. Yeah, um, White Hill definitely have a afternoon drink, and it's a nice place to see the sunset go down too. You get the the color. You don't actually see the sunset, but the. The colors wash over the skyline mm-hmm. downtown. It's nice. And they so, can name drop to the owners that they know you guys? Yes, yeah. there you go. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Chris and Sarah. The, Just cry yeah, if you don't get us on the Creek. Cousin Creek, Sydney Yeah, walk around the warehouse districts. Very cool. Um, maybe some barbecue there. Go to Crank Arm. Go to the Morgan Street Food Hall. Like, got so many choices of places yeah. to eat there for any taste. You could just um, walk and just do a walking oh, yeah. tour yeah. of downtown yeah. and cover yeah. a whole week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the, what we love to the do. The NC Art Museums, some people are into art and stuff. That's a great museum, and the, I love the sculpture garden, and there's so many trails in that around yeah. there. So that's a really special that's spot. A, that's a very common answer, too. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. everybody that I talk to on the podcast loves going up there and mm-hmm. spending a time outside, going for a walk. They sometimes have live music out there, yeah, they show do, movies yeah. at night. Yeah. It's yeah. a great spot. Yeah, walk yeah. around. There's so much free stuff to do. Like even the other museums, like the Museum of Natural Sciences mm-hmm. and the Museum of History. Um, you know, you know, walk up and down Fairfield Street with uh, with Hutt, more square area, old city. Mark. Go have breakfast at um, Big Ed's, mm-hmm. like a classic Southern experience. What um, shouldn't they do? Is there anything uh, uh, they should avoid? Uh, what shouldn't they do? That's or, a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Why wouldn't somebody move area? here? Don't, don't oh, just we've go to... actually got a podcast episode on that. Why, Why reasons oh. not to move to Raleigh. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. Is it released yet? It yes. has, yes. All right, so yes. Where, can, where can we find that? Um, at This Is Raleigh okay. podcast. That's on the, all the podcast channels. But you yeah. can also find it through thisisraleigh.com Look under at the that. podcast category. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, some of the reasons. Um, obviously, the things that people complain most about, I think, is the high humidity and the bugs. Yeah, so yeah. many bugs. Yeah. And you can't yeah. just drive 20 minutes and dive in the ocean. Yeah. So if you're coming from, like, California or, you know, yeah, you get a little bit longer. Or yeah. Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, you get a bit of a hike to the beach, but not too far. Uh, I was just going to say um, other things like Watson Ward. It's one of our favourite yeah. places. I love Watson um, Ward. That's a great place. We love going there for a, a nightcap and stuff. And um, the Raleigh Beer Garden. I mean, it's in the Guinness Book of Records. That's right. For having the most, most amount of beers on tap. Yeah. So yeah, I think you've got to check that out. Oh, you love, know, if yeah. you're looking for a drink, just up and down Glenwood South. Yeah. Like, you know, pick your place, have a few appetizers, have a few drinks, cocktails, what have you. Um, where else? Yeah, North Person Street, uh, like 72 hours. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, we just filled up a I week, actually. I think, you're gonna, yeah. I think we did that. I mean, they're going to have to come back now for a couple weekends. Exactly. Or, go to this is, this is, this is Raleigh.com and we'll help you out with some tips. <laughs> there you we'll go. Some, we'll get some down, we'll get a, a guide to downtown Raleigh, the warehouse district, North Person Street, downtown Cary as well, and, and, a, and Apex. Some of the smaller towns like Apex, downtown Cary, yeah, pretty cool checking. and charming as well. And yeah, we have the down. uniquely Raleigh bucket list that people can get so it's got a list of yes actually there's the perfect answer um yeah subscribe to our email and you'll get a a pdf printout of our unique bucket list okay so where do we subscribe to that this is raleigh.com okay perfect it's on the home page you can see it and yeah there's a list of things to see do eat play and explore okay yeah. I'll make sure that gets in the show notes too. But awesome. I really appreciate you coming by and Thanks. having a conversation. It's been, it's been fun. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah. Been fun. yeah, enjoy Thanks. it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone Thanks. listening. Thanks yeah. for having us. All right, guys. If you've enjoyed this episode, please visit us at connectraleigh.com. The Connect Raleigh podcast connects you to the amazing people and places of Raleigh, North Carolina. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our guests and with Chuck.
Be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening, share it, and leave us a review. Thank you for connecting with Connect Raleigh.